One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Tender Loving Care with your hosts, myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down a show from the TLC Network, the name of the network that I believe longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel and I saw the types of shows are on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select a show to cover for the next episode by spinning our glorious Wheel of Shame, which has only the trashiest of trash TLC and Discovery Plus shows that we will be studying. (gasps) Hi, Kate. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I've got my clink, clink, clink. I got my um tequila hair. So I'm back to drinking on the potty, guys. Don't. Thank it's God. Back. Thank God. It has been months and I am back. I will tell you there was a little bit of drama around my house I would like to inform you and the listeners of. Ooh. So I. Hey, you're aware of my where my house is situated and that there's a little house behind. Now, the person that li- <laughs> this is just this is like this will we we will do real life gossip and then gossip of people that we, we've never met before. But this is this is I, I like to give both types of gossip to the listeners. So the person that lives behind me is a single gentleman when we moved in, and he started seeing someone. And it seemed very fast. Like suddenly there was this attractive woman that was in and out the house. And then there were things, you know, he was a bachelor. And then there were things that were getting put up, like cute lights outside and things like that. And I go, oh, okay, she's making an impression. There were more decorations in the house. And I thought, hmm. She's moved in. I'd see her a lot. She was walking his dog and I spoke to her a little bit and I was like, oh, great. You know, he's met someone. This is really, really good. And she's very, she seems very nice. She's very pretty. And okay, good, good. Then the fighting started. And Uh Kate, it has been, it was, it was going on for, what would happen is, is it would have these horrendous fights that I was hearing through the walls. And then it would be slamming doors and then leaving and I was like okay they broke up okay finally they said no it was just basically him constantly saying to her you know not that I was listening in or anything I just want I want everyone to be clear with this okay Kate you know I'm not one to pry (laughs) (laughs) just because the houses are so close together but yes yeah they are so it was always him being like, I don't want that. I'm telling you, I do not want to be in this relationship. And she was like, you do, you do. And then slam door, she'd leave. And I was like, okay, finally, they're done. They're done. Then there was the biggie. 
a massive one, like one o'clock in the morning. There was a slamming of a door and then her boom, 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 banging on the door, then grabbing, I need to get my shit. By the way, these people are well into their 40s. I want everyone to run. These aren't young kids running around LA. That's not even about, about LA is such like arrested development. We all think we're still in our 20s. So anyway, she's like, I need to get my shit. So then you hear like tugging a stuff and a car going off. And I'm like, this is it. And I didn't see her for a little bit. I came out, tentatively came out of my house the next day. And there's just like these pink like hangers, like in his front garden. And I'm like, oh, okay. She's, she was dragging all the shit. She's gone. That was it. So it's been all quiet on the Western front since. It's been peaceful. It's been fine. I was out watering my garden on this lovely LA evening. And I see a car, like, and I was taking all the um, rubbish bins out. And I see a car pull up right in front of the rubbish bins. And I look and I'm like, it's her. And I'm like, oh no, they're back together. They're back together. So I quickly turn so there's no, no eye contact. And I'm walking and she's walking behind me with like, I saw in her hand, it was like a takeout, like, um clear box with like a cake in it or something and I'm like oh my god they're back together I can't deal with this anymore I can't deal with the screaming I I was like what am I gonna do and I go into my garden and I'm coming out and as I see her she's just gone and left the cake on his doorstep and then retreated and gone back into the car and driven off so she's trying to get him back with sweet treats (laughs) and I'm worried Kate I'm worried that he's going to be taken in by the sweet treats. He's going to make up with her for cake. I don't know. I don't know. Stranger <sighs> things have happened, but I I came into the house thinking, dear God, I cannot go through this breakup again. You know, sometimes you're just, you go through your own breakup and then you have to go through your neighbor's breakups. And I mean, it's too much. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. <sighs> so. Fingers crossed, guys. Anyway, um, besides all of that gossip, we are back with our Tender Loving Care regular episode. And as we had kind of, I think we'd said in the last episode, or I'd mentioned it, we're doing a little bit of a new structure. We, we're changing a couple of things around with the potty. Some more stuff is to come. But right now, Kate and I have decided that the best way we can really do the Wheel of Shame is because there's so many shows on there. We're picking two a week. We always have since the beginning. But we realized the most efficient way is to just do one show a week, like pick one episode from the Wheel of Shame, because we can actually deep dive. We can like go into backstory, history of these people, like really get into it because Kate and I just we felt like we were just rushing through them. Right. Right. Because we don't want the episode to be two hours long. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes there's stuff that we wanted to go into and we're kind of like, okay, well, we have to wrap this one up to get to the second show, but no more. No more. So, Kate, why don't you take us in to our first show this week? All right. So, only the show sh- all week. Only yeah. Week. <laughs> <laughs> the show this the week. The show this week is called "Dude, You're Screwed," and this is how it's described on. This is TLC mm. or Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus. I think I think. It was Discovery Plus. Yeah. Elite survivalists are dropped into remote and dangerous locations. And th- that was it. <laughs> that was it. I'd also added in there, we were doing, we chose. So guys, as you know, I am a little, I am very, very aware and do not want to watch any survivalist shows because they do go out and hunt animals. That's not something I can watch. So I, I went through them and I thought, this looks like a goodie. And it was a goodie. So we did season two, episode four. And it was the dudes drop a guy named Chris Swander into an abandoned prison locked in shackles. So I was like, okay, I'm in. This sounds good. Kate, I'd never heard of the show. I didn't know anything about it. What about yourself? Nothing. I knew nothing of this. So uh, the description of it, I was surprised. I was happy about when I heard Deed, you're screwed. I thought it was going to be like a reenactment thing. But this is, as Kate explained, survivalist. So, 
Whoa, this is cuckoo could do. And I, I don't, I actually didn't check out the year this was made, but what we find out is there's a group of dids and they um, consist of a Navy SEAL, a Green Beret and a primitive expert. So they are like people that know how to survive in the most treacherous conditions on earth, essentially. <laughs> They're like extremely uh, well-trained human beings and they are tough nuts. And the whole premise of this is that they find people that have either challenged... This is the second season, so I think the first season was them going against people that claimed they were big survivalists and grabbing them and saying, all right, you want to do this? I'll put you in this this area. you got to figure out how to get somewhere. And this is now, they've they had the first season that was successful. And this season, they had this guy online that was kind of taunting them. And his name is Chris Swander. And he claims to be a southern redneck country boy that um goes around barefoot and is a survivalist expert and he was taunting them saying you don't know anything you military fools don't know anything like quite antagonistic i would say mm-hmm. um but so the guys set it up they go you know what we're going after chris we know where he goes fishing now we see him in a fishing boat in the middle of a lake and then no shit, a fucking helicopter comes over. They have dived into this um lake and come up and are like grabbing his boat, shoving him on a helicopter. And Chris Wonder is going to the camera. I honestly, he's got a bag over his head, right? And they put him in handcuffs in a helicopter. And he's like, I had no idea what was happening. I literally, they came from nowhere how much do you think that really was true kate i mean it was it was wild they went to great lengths yeah. to make this a huge production of yeah. kidnapping him i mean they're yeah. swarming his boat with their speedboat like a bunch of maniacs that's it, boat. that's it yeah and then yeah this guy gets in the water and comes up to his boat and is like you think you can do this prove it you're on the game and they call it the game and he's like all right i think he fully knew i mean i mean it was it was hard to tell you know i like to suspend my disbelief right and i do want to think that he didn't and that they did catch him because they were doing all those camera angles of like watching him on the boat and stuff like that but guess what everyone has to sign a release so i mean you cannot be on television without signing a release so I think there was probably conversations that he may be on the show and then they got him. That's what I'd like to believe. Like maybe yeah. production called him months before and was like, we'd probably like to have you on the show. And then they got him. Yeah. So what it reminded me of, this is a little bit of a segue, but you know, I love a segue. I don't know if this is common in America, but I want to tell you a story, which is as so- I'd forgotten about it. And as soon as I watched this, I mean, guys, they literally grabbed this guy off a boat put a hood over him, put him in handcuffs, and he's in a helicopter. And it reminded me of this story that I was told a couple of years ago by one of my best friends in England. It became, for a period of time, and I'm not sure if this was very popular in America, is now, was, I don't know. There was a period of time in England where it became very, very popular for stag do's, which is our term for bachelor parties. We call them stag do's and hen nights, which are bachelorette nights, but we call them stag and hen do's. So for a stag night or stag weekend, they would, men would hire companies to kidnap the groom And my friend tells me this story about her boyfriend goes on this stag weekend and him and all of his mates, they're going to the Czech Republic and they have decided to hire one of these companies. And this, so they're all going and they're like, yeah, we're just going to, you know, drink, get strippers, get hookers, whatever, usual stag do, blah, blah, blah. And they're at like a, they go for like a hike or something. They say that this company is so professional, 
They'd organized all of this. They knew it was coming. And of course, the groom didn't. A fucking truck turns, a military truck turns up in the middle of nowhere in the Czech Republic, grabs the groom, puts a hood over him, puts zip ties on his hands and shoves him in this van. And they pretend that they're militia kidnapping him. And all of the lads were like, oh, laughing as he gets taken away. Like they did, they literally were act, they were acting along. It's this whole performance. I mean, they really all should have gone to Rada. Like they were, he gets shoved in the van and all of them like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Oh, holy shit, Dom, like, holy shit, what's going on? What's going on? And, and he gets shoved in this thing and he's like, fuck, help me. That He thought he was getting kidnapped and they drive away with him and they hold stuff to his head as though they're guns and they take him away all of these lads after the truck has gone it's like aha that was great laugh wasn't it and then they go mm-hmm. and pick him up like three hours later no it's <laughs> traumatizing shit I, that is it's not an american up. thing no i've never <laughs> heard of that that is so crazy <laughs> I, I would not be I would not think that's funny. When I watched this, it was like a flashback of this story because I remember my friend Monica telling me Monica telling me this and I was going, no, 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 no. I would A, piss my pants, then I'd shit myself, then I would beg for to survive and then I'd probably have heart palpitations. I'd have a heart attack and I'd pass out and die. Like I would, because you, they make it so realistic you you really think you're going to die, like you're being kidnapped by militia. It's insane. And then I said, so what happened? And Monica was like, yeah, I thought it was really, really fucked up. But then um, they go and pick him up like three hours later from a so-called like prison and they're all laughing about it. They went out for beers. I was like... I'd be like, I'm going home. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Those are now. English lads. That's... <laughs> Pumpkin-y. <laughs> As we pull it in. It's, uh, so when I watched this, I got, anyway, that's a whole story, guys. Yeah. If you know what I'm talking about, please email us at tenderlovingcarepodcast at gmail.com because anyway, so <laughs> grab him and what they've decided to do, Kate, are you going to be okay after this? Because I don't know if you're going to be. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. FYI, if you ever get married and want a bachelorette party, that's all I'm doing for your bachelorette party just just fyi i'm not doing anything else <laughs> um so what they've decided to do with chris wonder is they show like his youtube videos of them being like of him saying i can pick any lock i do everything barefoot i can do i can survive in the wild i can do pick i can do anything so they're like you know what we're gonna do we're gonna drop him in a legitimate abandoned prison that was called bison prison and it's in canada it's Ontario. So they go all the way from Colorado to Ontario in a helicopter. By the way, you're watching it. These Navy SEALs and Green Berets have jumped out of helicopters numerous and planes numerous times. They were just hanging out at this helicopter like it was no deal. I was like vomiting, like looking at like how scary it was that they were just like so cash, like hanging halfway out of a helicopter. Like, I was like, get inside. Here we go. We're playing the game. Yeah, they were they were a wild group of fellas. They were. I'll get on to them. But it's we find out that this bison prison is all legitimate. It's in the middle of a forest. It's been abandoned for many decades. It's 300,000 square foot and it's an abandoned prison. And his so I'm trying to find out like what exactly is the role here? Is it, ju- it, it is the objective to just not die, like just survive? But it's apparently he has to find civilization. So he has to walk up to somebody and be able to have contact with another human being within 100 hours. And he's there with a single cameraman. So they grab him off the helicopter, still got the hood on. They're shoving him through this abandoned prison. They put him in a cell, which they proceed to lock. And the cameraman's inside with him all i could think about is that poor cameraman i was like what did he sign up for they gave him some protein bars and they're like here here's a I mean, what was the shift was he like i'm here till midnight and then he brings someone to what i did love is is that so we see him so we, we see him dropped off 
and he's in there with a hood on. He swiftly takes the hood off. He's got shackles around his waist, guys. And he is in legitimate handcuffs. And he's in a cell. That's it. And he says to the camera, which I thought was so telling, he goes, one of my greatest fears, which is one of my greatest fears as well, and for my friends is one of my greatest fears, is being convicted of a crime I didn't commit. He says, that's one of my biggest fears. He says, being in a prison for a crime I didn't commit. And they've put him in this jail cell. So they have some kind of monitors on him. They can tell his blood pressure. They can tell his heartbeat. They can tell his temperature and core temperature and stuff like that. So we see this cameraman, this poor cameraman in tight quarters with him, like filming him. And he gets the hood off. And then we see that the three lads are in this kind of uh, camp um, outside where they're watching everything on monitors. So to me, Kate, it really reminded me of like, it was a mix of like jackass and punked. Yeah, and it, it had Room Raiders energy. Mm. All those, it had MTV energy to it. Yeah. For sure. And another thing that I thought was so funny is that he's an ex-cop too. And so, was he? Oh, I missed that. He's an ex. They said he's an ex-cop, firefighter, and mm. EMT. That's and true. That's true. Yeah, he, you know he's a hick too because he's like these guys. Nick came out of nowhere, but oh, oh, that nowhere. was noted. He literally was like staring at them, going, "You, you mil." I mean, he didn't say military scum, but he was really derogatory about the military like to their faces i was like all right calm down and i'm not one for like oh because you're in the military we have to bow down to you i'm not one of those people but also it's like all right calm down dude like is it... he was you know that he couldn't get into the military you know yeah. for a fact, there was something there was a medical reason he couldn't get in and so he's so bitter to these guys that are all military you could tell yeah he's trolling them so badly so they're watching him and it's maybe like mid-afternoon so they're like he has to get out these before dark so he can obviously take the hood off straight away then he sees his surroundings and he's like pacing this cell and you feel like the anxiety um they claim that he has said in his youtube videos he's excellent at picking locks so the first thing he does is he he's smart he kind of dances and like moves his hips to get out of the waist shackles they drop to the floor smart now his hands are still tied so what he does is he finds what i mean this really is an abandoned prison you see one of my fears uh rats are everywhere like they're climbing through the walls and he is they do an aerial shot i mean it's just canadian wilderness around this there's nothing so then he finds a piece of wire on the floor and he ends up um being able to pick the lock it was just like a regular padlock that had the cell secured and he picks it and the cell door opens i bet that cameraman was like thank fuck he's not a moron so they get out then he finds that they've left him a survival kit and in the survival coat kit is soap on a rope a foam finger that you'd use at like a sports game and a trash bag that was it then he has flares as well because they have left they've lit flares um so by the light of the flare he takes a very long time but he eventually gets the handcuffs on which i was really impressed by yeah Already at this, and his sweat is pouring down his face. Yep. Then, Kate, what added to my love of this show was we go back to these very hardened Navy SEALs, Green Beret guys, and they say there's also many, many rumors of Bison Prison being haunted. Mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> They Dick said up. that there are prisoners buried on the grounds and what else? Something about the guards. They said multiple guards were killed there right. in riots and that they said that, yeah, prisoners were buried on the ground and that they there's rumors that there were weekly hangings at the prison. It's got a dark 
history and there's graffiti on all the walls and like i say it really is in the middle of nowhere so any kids that were like let's go and see a spooky prison or an abandoned place like kate i remember you saying growing up you had like an abandoned church that you were going was it a church you were going it to? was a jail jail that's jail. it you did it yeah mm-hmm. um but this was not like you take a car down the road to see it it really was in thick thick forest but still there was graffiti everywhere. There was one that said, this was my cell that was written above it. And everything's kind of demolished, but stuff is still left there. And I thought that was very, it was very, very genuine. And because I looked up by some prison after this. So he, he's he got the handcuffs on, off, and then he goes around and he's starting to grab stuff. So what he finds is a kind of cot, which is like a what the Americans use for like a, a bed, Um and it was kind of broken but he got that and he said well this place is spooky and then he finds um flares that were weren't used yet that were unbroken and he says oh those military typical military guys dropping things that someone should need or something i was like i think we need to examine his psyche about how angry he is at not getting into the military like was he, he really, old, was he retired or did he get kicked off the force for being too There like, was something going on with him because yeah. the amount of times he attacked the military when all he did was basically military shit but not in the military was like he had like an inner ear problem that got him like out of the military. You know, you hear that all the time, like the smallest things can get you out of the military. Like that's what happened to him. Yeah. So then he goes around, he finds that, and he's like, yeah, it's spooky around here. So he settles for the night. He's like, I don't need fire because it's warm enough, falls asleep, and the guys are watching him. So morning breaks, and I think then probably, I'd love to know, like, the behind the scenes. The cameraman must have left, and then, I mean, I don't know, it's so so, um, rural, very rural. Then the next morning he wakes up at 6 a.m., and he goes up on the roof. And So I start thinking of logistics here. We see him climbing up on the roof, Kate, which is natural. Like, if you are a survivalist, the first thing is you want to get at the highest point so you can survey the area. He gets up there, and I keep thinking, this is an abandoned structure. What if the roof collapses beneath him? Like, I can start to think about stuff like that. I was wondering how much they prepped the prison. Like, they must have put that wire in there to make sure he had a way to do it. I absolutely was thinking that this, I mean, and I don't think we'll ever get an answer to it, but I would yeah. absolutely think that as well, because how, if he did not have a single wire in there, he would never have got out of that cell. No. And they would get sued left, right and center. If they were putting people on like a roof, that's going to cave in, you know, I think they probably had some prep work where they were <laughs> like, is this yeah. actually structurally sound? Structurally sound. Yes. Because he's walking on that roof and I'm like, oh my God, he's going to fall through the roof. Even though I knew he wasn't going to, it was my thought of like, if I was in an abandoned building, that roof's going to collapse. But so he goes on the roof and this poor cameraman was like tentatively, the way the camera was like shaking, I was like, this cameraman does not like heights. And he's up there and he's like, okay, so this, and he, by the way, we forgot to add, they dressed him in an orange jumpsuit. I wanted to add that as well, because that will come in later. So he's looking around And the guys back at the camp are like, I really, really hope that he falls for one of our traps, which is there is a basically an abandoned road. And if he follows that all the way, it's not going to get him anywhere. Um, And I will. This this guy also said, I don't know if you caught this, Kate. He said, yeah, last night was pretty spooky. I pretty odd. I mean, I slept, but I did hear a lot of really strange noises in the night. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. He was creeped out. It was probably all the rats and uh probably and the spirits. <laughs> and the spirits. Um, but so he so they're like, is he gonna take that? Or is it then he sees a river and they're like, every survivalist knows you go and follow a river. So is he gonna do that? What's he gonna do? Then we kind of get more of an idea, okay. Of they bring in this um amazing man, which I who I fell in love with. He's a primitive um expert, he's called, and he basically camps out with animals and camps out with bears. There was a photo of him cuddling a bear. 
in nature, by the way, and it was like respectful. It wasn't like some photos of like a drugged bear that he's like hugging. It was like he goes out and photographs nature, understands nature. And so he was there as an expert and he knew this area in Ontario. And Kate, okay, there's so much here to unpack because they're all, all these guys are there watching this, right? And this camera and this monitor. And they're like, oh, he might take the abandoned road. Hope so. Hope so, so got, you know, this to this guy is like, so, you know, what's kind of the nature around here? And he's like, oh, I can guarantee you with him walking, there's about six bears that are probably around him at any given point. Okay. So I'm going to just understand what's going on here. They may have prepped all of this. They have a cameraman. We know with production, because Kate and I are obviously in the biz. Um, but, you know, you know, there's people around them that's yeah. going to protect from, you know, there's, there's, there's a medic on set or somewhere near him, whatever. But you're putting him walking somewhere where there's multiple bears around him. So what gets me angry is if a bear attacks him, which could very likely happen. A, he has no way to protect himself. And the bear is only doing what comes naturally to the bear. So is some moron from production going to come and step in and and kill the bear to protect the guy? Because they decided to have a show where they put some dum-dum in the middle of nowhere walking within bears. I don't know that they would be able to even do that quickly enough so then what does that mean then they're literally like oh hey hey moron you want to be in the show might get eaten by bears that's what we're gonna kind of risk let's keep going he probably had he probably had to sign so many waivers (laughs) just like if i die i I honestly i was concerned for the bears because guess what he sees a bear so he starts going down this abandoned road and he sees a black bear and black bears usually aren't one to attack um and the survivalist is like talking about this but if that bear had am i supposed to think that there were people on set that would have then killed the bear to protect this guy and if so fuck all of you because that's so horrendous but i don't know it was just all so and then i was like then I was imagining this alternative scenario, right? Where he's walking down this abandoned road, a bear attacks him, and all the guys in the monitor are like, ah, ha, ha, dumb, dumb. You, you lost the game, bro. <laughs> you can make it in the military, and you got eaten by a bear. End of the show. Like, <laughs> And you <laughs> lost the game. Roll the credits. Yeah, they were... I was like, I would be so happy if that was the end of the show. It would have been amazing. (laughs) If you know, if you know anyone or you yourself, anyone listening worked on a survival show like Alone or this one or any of these, we want to know what is the plan when something goes wrong. Really? And specifically a a bear scenario. (laughs) It's bears. I mean, honestly. And so Kate, we see him going down this abandoned road and the guys are all chuckling because they're like, oh, um, you know, it's it's this abandoned road is not going to go anywhere. Yeah. He's not, it's going to end at like a river. And then we find out it takes him seven hours to get down this road to go nowhere. He's like, yeah, I've been walking for seven hours. And he's used the trash bag as, to protect him from the rain. He gets to this river And he made a fire, you know, he knew what he was doing, obviously. And he found these clams, he had something to eat, he boiled water, like he knew what he was doing. And the guys are like, oh, I'm a bit angry, like how relaxed he is about all of this. Um, Now to talk about the guys, Kate, did you make any notes about the gentleman in the tent? Not individually. I made one note. Now guys... I have spoken a little bit about um, the type of men that I have kept the company of. (laughs) And that would be actors, musicians, not any of this like burly, big Vin Diesel, The Rock, like 
esque guys. But I think I fell in love watching this show. Hey, Dirk, hey, what is that? What is that face? Let me so surprise. Okay. So surprised. There is this guy called Terry who is a green beret. Unclear exactly of what that is, but I know it's very high up in like the military. He kind of looks like Christopher Maloney. And if you know Christopher Maloney, that's the guy from um um uh, uh SUV SUV SVU especially oh, Law and Order. Law and Order, exactly, who women just like melt over. But he had he looked a lot like him. Okay. And he had all these muscles. I don't like muscles. He had muscles, he had covered in like tribal tats, which is not anything I like. But he was like the nicest guy he was so kind he was so sweet he was so lovely he was scared of ghosts and he was this really big rough tough guy and i completely fell madly in love with him okay i just googled him to see what he looks like and he is a commentator on fox news polly (laughs) well i will take back everything i just said (laughs) shit so nice in this he was like hugging the guys and he was like oh i'm kind of scared if it's haunted and yeah he was like big survival guy i had terry yeah he looks he's got a a distinctive look to him i could see that i fancied him in this for like the span of the show so now i don't fancy him martial artist too see wow army national guard yeah he's he's very very talented interesting life yeah very accomplished man very accomplished man but anyway he just seemed very gentle and kind and i love that juxtaposition anyway so they're all kind of watching him and they're like we need to do something so kate what was it that they ended up doing that was supposed to be this big distraction the bouncy house yeah they set up a children's bouncy house in the woods, I guess, just to see what he would do. It was really weird. Like, they they said, okay, um, we're going to do something now to mess with them. Because they keep, I think this is one of the things of the game is that they keep trying to mess with them while they're, because they were annoyed that he looked so normal about everything. And so they send a helicopter because it is in the middle of nowhere and you hear and he hears it and he's like whoa whoa what is that like i need to run to it and they're like oh he took the bait he took the bait thinking it was going to be something that would help him or civilization which by the way is the aim that he has to meet someone from the outside world and he goes there and it's just this big pink and purple bouncy castle and he's like at the camera he's like i i'm gonna get you back i'm gonna get you like he was so angry by it He's like, they're just messing with me. They're just messing with me. So he grabs the bouncy castle and then puts it in the lake, which, by the way, is really bad for the environment. Just want to say that. I hope someone grabbed that. And the second thing, he's like, I'm taking the generator. Got it. So the generator is full of fuel. So then we see him spend the rest of his time going back Back down the the abandoned road. All the way back to the prison, and these guys in the in the tent are like, "Ah, oh, this is so good!" Like we have never had anyone that has spent nearly the entire hundred hours leaving a place and then returning back to it. Like, what a dum dum! Here we go. Da, 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 da. So he gets back to the prison, and Kate, he's so full of anger, <laughs> so mad. Show them. I'm going to show them. I'm going to, I'm going to get revenge. This is what revenge looks like. I'm like, uh, uh. So he finds a steel drum, puts some stuff in it, pours in the gas from the generator, sets it on fire. And that's it. I'll and show that, them. That, but th- so this is him winning because he's like, I've taken what you've given me, what you planted, and I've used it because creating this fire is going to get me attention from, by the way, the police and using police resources um, to come and get me. So then I can say, guess what? I won because I've been found by a civilian. 
So then they're in the tent going, oh, I see what he's doing. I see what he's doing. He's setting up a a flare, essentially a massive flare. And so one of them goes, well, will he win if the cops literally like land on him? And they're like, yeah, he's won. Then we see a helicopter from the military in Canada landing Men with AK, whatever, rifles, whatever they are, coming out, assault weapons, going, cameraman, get down to the ground. And the cameraman's like on the ground. This guy is in a prison jumpsuit in an abandoned prison. And he's on the ground. And the three guys in the tent are like, oh, yeah. So I guess we shouldn't have put him in a jumpsuit because that kind of makes him a target. And they're like, he's won. This man was then proceeded, as we are led to believe, proceeded to be arrested, put into the helicopter, put in in a prison cell, in a Canadian prison, like a holding cell, essentially, in a jail. That's not abandoned. (laughs) It's not abandoned. They come and get him. And all I could think of was he started this show by saying, my worst fear is being arrested for a crime I didn't commit. And it's literally like the fugitive. He's in an orange jumpsuit. Canadian military come and arrest him and shove him in a jail cell. And these morons turn up with this slab of bacon and they're like, all right, you won. This show is so strange to me. I have never seen anything like it. How many resources were wasted on this? <laughs> I mean, the helicopters, the boats, the police. The I mean, it was so pointless. Because this Terry guy, the Bobo Christopher Maloney, says, yeah, I mean, this abandoned prison was is, and is actually used for training for the Canadian military. Right. I'm sorry. So then he goes, well, but I thought everything was going to be okay, but I put a phone call into the Canadian military and um, we went to pick him up. And all I'm saying is, I know I believe everything I see on television, but I, when they went to pick him up, it genuinely looked like a regular holding cell in a prison in Canada. Yeah. So production just called them and was like, listen, it was just a show and we're going to yeah, get it. Yeah, that's him. what happened. They basically said it was just a sh- But you see men, like SWAT team, with with big military guns saying, camera, get the camera down, get the cameraman on the ground. I, I, And then at the end of it, he's like, yeah, it was a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking amazing. I wonder like, I if that's. I, I wonder if every guy that they bring on the show is like this. Like, oh, he's like, a failed military guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I'm going to show you guys. I think I don't know. I think the second season. I think the first season. They. I, I didn't watch it, obviously, but I think they picked people that claimed they were survivalists and then put them in these. But this was so insane, guys. If you are even mildly interested this is the only episode you need to watch because part of the time i was laughing another part of the time i was horrified there was times i was scared there were times i was sexually attractive to uh terry the green beret and then there were times that i just did i didn't have a fucking clue what was going on it was bananas it was so strange bonkers absolutely bonkers how many pounds of learning do you give it? I'll explain what this is while you think. To anyone who's a new listener, we rate each show that The Wheel of Shame gives us on a scale of zero to 600. That's a number pulled from one of the network's most popular shows, My 600 Pound Life, and we call it Pounds of Learning. I'm going to give this... 350 i learned <laughs> i mean i learned a lot i learned a lot actually no i did because he was telling about the type of um fungus that can carry a flame 
I learned that to, mm-hmm. to start a fire. So I did learn stuff, boiling the water and the certain way he was boiling, like all of that, that was really, really interesting. So I definitely learned stuff with survivalist. Yeah. The other thing, so I, 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 yeah, I would give it that. I'll give it 350. What about you? Give it 200. Mm-hmm. There was some survivalist stuff in there, but what was your, what was your feeling on it? I got kind of tired of it halfway through Did you? just their attitudes and it felt so, it felt kind of fake and really forced. It felt forced. I wonder what the first season was like. I wonder if the first season was more genuine. Yeah. Um, I skipped it all because they would, they were really putting people in like, the middle of you know alaska in winter and stuff and i was like there's gonna be animals i can't see any of this but it's a hundred hours and i thought it was just a hundred hours and don't die which would be hysterical if it was actually that and just the majority of people just died and they were like "Woo, (laughs) he lost the game Um, (laughs) that would be amazing um but it was to find civilization so technically he did i actually really enjoyed it um and i found that i'm sexually attracted to green berets surprisingly but not fox news reporters so um i don't know what to do with that um it was i i would recommend the show i would say just start with this episode it was i liked that there was it was so great that we picked something that also had a spooky tone yeah i i thought that that was good for us we love a little spooky moment so love a spook so Kate, we've watched a show. Mm-hmm. We've given our ratings. Yep. So I think we need to head over somewhere. Maybe you're talking about the wheel of shame. <laughs> Guys, we are at the wheel of shame. We have meandered over to the wheel of shame and we have a shit ton of shows on here. So obviously, as you know, we are only going to be picking one. Um some of them I'm looking at. My daughter joined a cult. Love that. Um, love, lust, or run. Um, set. Oh no, sex sent me to the slammer. Could do that <laughs> one. That would be great. Um, house of a. This you see, we have a lot in here that because we've mixed. Um, Kate went through Discovery Plus, added a lot of that. So we have some kind of documentaries as well as TLC shows. Um. Trixie Motel, we spoke about that before. Germophobia, Tattoo Girl, Strange Sex, um, Sinkholes, Swallowed. I mean, how, I mean, what is that? That is just going to be multiple accounts of of people's homes going into sinkholes. Oh, yeah, that'll be a depressing one. Well, we have the Queen of Versailles, which that documentary I've watched multiple times. Generation Porn, Dates from Hell. That would be good. Um, what else are we seeing here? Um, undercover underage. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. uh, Prison Wives is one that I'm really excited about, Kate. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a good one. Ghost Hunters. I mean, what are you feeling like for this week? Mm, I want like a Prison Wives type thing. Like yeah. a... People making Off. bad life decisions. Yeah, like yeah, like uh, sort oh. of tough relationship stuff. Okay. Mm. I think I would like to. I'd be definitely fine with that. Um, I wouldn't mind a spook. Wouldn't mind a spook as well. Something spooky. All right, guys. Well, it's all down to the wheel of shame. It gives us not what we want, but what we need. Three, two, one, spin. I always, I always get a tingle in the jingle. Always tickling. All right, let's have a look. We have got... Okay. I think I put the full Kate. You may need to start checking this out. I may have put... Just not put the full title in because it says I'm pregnant and dot, dot, dot. Oh, it sounds like a goodie. Kate, check it out. I'm pregnant and dot, dot, dot. Guys, this is this may be something. I'm pregnant and 
I can't stop drinking. I'm pregnant. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I went really dark then. I'm pregnant and I'm a porn star. I'm pregnant and I'm a stripper. I'm pregnant and I'm on, dude, you're screwed. <laughs> Just called I'm pregnant and. <laughs> That's what I have written down here. Are you finding it? Yeah, let me see how many are on here. I'm pregnant and. Oh, oh, these are tough. Okay, it's not depressing stuff like I'm addicted to meth, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. In pri- in, there's one it's in prison one each episode's a different thing prison addicted homeless have an eating disorder oh for god we'll probably have to do the prison hey. one i think the prison one's the prison. least depressing. all right let's go to the we're doing prison guys you heard it here first we're doing the prison one really this is good. okay guys there will be some levity i promise you we'll figure oh, something man. out yeah, we, we always do. We always do. There'll be a side character that gives us a lot of joy, I promise you, because we're going to be okay. I'm pregnant and in prison. Okay. Ooh. So that's it for next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have our show for next week. Guys, thank you so much for listening. As we said at the top of the show, there are some changes that are coming to the podcast it's going to be all good it's going to be a ton of content we're just switching some things around from our patreon to our regular but we will tell you all about that in due course make sure that you go and follow us on instagram tender loving care podcast feel free to reach out to us email tender loving care podcast at gmail.com and also our patreon it's only five bucks a month you get extra 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 content from kate and i um, so go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, um, and just search Tender Love and Care Podcast. Five bucks a month. Kate, anything else you want to say to our darling listeners? Um, yeah, Instagram is kind of the hub because our link tree is in the bio and you can get links to everything else there. Um, so that's easy. And rate us five stars, tell a friend. All of that really helps us grow. And thank you for being here. We appreciate you. We do indeed. Until next week, dear listeners, bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.